Hello, book lovers, and welcome back to Book Circle Online. I'm Louisa Shar, and we have our very own Carla Renata in the house, so stay tuned. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Welcome back again to Book Circle Online. I'm Louisa Shar, and I'm joined by the beautiful Carla Renata tonight. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and we are launching her book. It's official, and it's called The Actor's Guide to Self-Marketing. Yes, it is. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, and I know it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I've yeah. been working on it for about um, six, six years, maybe, maybe longer than that. Oh. I've been working on it for a really long time. And I decided to write it because I went through a lot of years where I was floundering, trying to figure mm-hmm. out who I was, trying to figure out how to get attention of the casting people, mm-hmm. the directors, the producers, whatever. And I found myself spinning around on a hamster wheel or what I like to call the competition treadmill. Mm-hmm. So I found myself on the competition treadmill mm-hmm. competing with everybody else and competing with myself, trying to emulate everybody else. And what I didn't realize is that the best thing I had going for me was me. Wow. It was just being uniquely me. So the book is called The Actor's Guide to Self-Marketing, mm-hmm. How to Promote and Brand Your Unique Image. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I mean. You have to figure out what's unique about you in order to make any headway in show business. I mean, if you think about the people and look at the people who we see as successful, there's nobody else like them. So They're true. unique unto themselves. So tell us how one can do that, especially in Hollywood. Take us down your journey. Because I read the book, fantastic. Thank you. I read it in one day. I oh. mean, it's vital for everyone to have. Oh, and and we'll you. talk about more why. But um, how did you find your uniqueness in this whole world where everyone's kind of trying to be the same and they're just trying to not be authentic? What was your journey like? Yeah, it took me a minute because I'm a geek. I'm a mm-hmm. self-proclaimed geek. Mm-hmm. And I... I look at things differently than other people. And so the day that I realized, well, the day that the seed was planted, I should say, I had an agent in New York City, and I had been working out for months on end, and I had Angela Bassett, What's Love Got to Do With It Arms. I had a six-pack, you know, my hair was pulled up very similar to this, and I was just living my best life, giving you glam for days. And I thought, I'm going to take some pictures like this. My agent's going to see this. She's going to be crazy about it. It's going to be off and popping. I'm going to have a whole new career as an ingenue. Boom. Mm -hmm. I took those pictures to that agent in New York City, and she looked at those pictures with, for what felt like an eternity. And she uh. said, you know, and it's never good when somebody starts to send this with, you know, she's like, you know, I don't know why you're killing yourself trying to look like everybody else when you would make so much money as a character actress. Mm-hmm. And I was crushed. Crushed mostly because I didn't understand what a character actress was. And in my mind, a character actress was somebody that was old and played old ladies. That's what I thought a character actress was. I didn't know what it was. So because that's what my mindset Mm -hmm. said it was, I took my little pictures, took my tail between my legs, took the train back uptown, (laughs) you know, took the A train back uptown to 146th Street. And I cried for the rest of the afternoon because I thought... I spent all these months transforming my body. I was like a size zero or two and had these defined muscles and everything, chiseled face. And 
that still wasn't enough. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what do I have to do? So cut. that was in New York. Cut to I get to L.A. and I find out that I may have looked very sweet like an ingenue, but I don't sound like an ingenue when I open my mouth. My energy is not mm-hmm. ingenue-ish. There's nothing about me that gives you innocence or anything like that. And I'm very acerbic. I'm very sarcastic. I'm very dry. And I didn't realize that there aren't a lot of people, especially a lot of actresses of color, that are able to pull that off in the comedic world and pull it off well. And I discovered along the way that I was one of them. So when I began to work more in Los Angeles as a character actress, I realized that my agent, when she looked at those pictures, that she saw for me what I couldn't see for myself. She saw for me that I was going to be a character actress and that it wasn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Character actors can be anything. They can be five or they can be 500. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's why in the book you focus on basically follow the yellow brick road. If mm-hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself trying to be the lead actress. When If the universe wants you to do something else, just open your eyes and go with it, right? Yeah, my biggest, my biggest go-to saying is sometimes the plans you have for yourself are not what the universe has planned for you. Amen. You know? And that's so hard for someone in Hollywood right now to kind of comprehend, right? Mm-hmm. Especially all the young folks trying to break in, kind of being narrow-minded and not seeing the other routes. Well, the the younger people or the millennials, yeah. um, they, unlike myself, I didn't grow up in a television entertainment world that involved reality television Mm -hmm. or involved the internet or social media. So your calling card was your headshot and either your headshot enticed people to bring you in for an audition or it didn't. Now we have avatars and social media. We have reality shows. We have the internet. We have people posting pictures, living their best life. Supposedly Mm -hmm. we have all these things that make it easier. But when I was coming along, your resume had to pop, your pictures had to pop, your cover letter had to pop. You had to have skills. Mm-hmm. And you literally needed to know what you were doing. You needed to know your craft. Absolutely. You had to know how to act. You had to have some type of um, idea of what a commercial audition was or what it was like to audition as a voiceover artist. You had to take a class. Wow. There was no shortcut. There was no getting around that. And there still isn't. I'm not saying that now that we have the internet and... Um, social media and all that stuff, there's a shortcut. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that some people can make it look like they know what they're doing and they don't. And there's never a shortcut. I don't care what mm-hmm. people say. I don't care what they think. There is never, ever, ever a shortcut to success. You got to work hard. You, yeah, exactly. You got to put in the work mm-hmm. day and night. And just because someone's not posting the struggles on Instagram, <laughs> right. right, or going live about it, does not mean that they're not going through with and it. And the reality is, don't nobody want to see that. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to see mm-hmm. the struggle. You know, every once in a while, somebody does post that, and you go, oh, wow, I was feeling like that, too. Cool. It's really interesting, because last night, I was watching the Critics' Choice Awards, uh-huh. And somebody in the middle of all that posted on Twitter, um, Carla and I, uh, at the whoever the agent is for at the curvy critic, y'all need to put her on more sitcoms because she was hilarious on Living Biblically. That's a big move. That's amazing. So this is what's funny about that: you never know who's watching you. Yes. You never know who's watching you. You never have a second chance to make a, a first, first impression. impression. You just don't know. So you got every day you step out of the house, every day you come into an environment where people don't know you, you got to bring it. You have to bring it. And in order to bring that, you have to understand 
who you are and what your image is and what it is you're trying to sell. I tell this analogy in the book about a, a box of Tide soap. Mm-hmm. So I used to be a publicist. And the my main job was to help promote my clients in electronic and print media. That was my job, was to make sure that they had exposure in those two arenas. So in doing that, I had to unequivocally understand who they were. I had to understand what they were selling. I had to understand how they were selling it and how I wanted them to be out there selling it, right? Mm-hmm. So like with a box of Tide soap, when you go into the grocery store, you see all the the different brands of soap on the shelves, right? And a lot of times what sticks out to you is the color, the yeah. color of the product, how it's packaged, all of that. The same thing goes for us as actors. Yeah. The thing that makes you stick out is how you're packaged, what you, and I hate to say what you look like, but what you look like. Because you can be a character person, you can be somebody that's not, you know, a Halle Berry mm-hmm. or a Brad Pitt, but still have your stuff together, you know, still look presentable when you walk out the door. Well, yeah, and that's why in the book you say when you leave the house, you know, make sure your hair is good, do not walk out in sweats. And and the book really mentions a lot of affordable websites where it can get clothes delivered to you. Yes. Which I kind of want to touch on. Like, every oh, chapter is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and we start off with you talking about publicizing the impossible, right? And yes. then talking about the internet being the big bat wolf. Yes. <laughs> but if, if we can touch a bit about the internet right now, mm-hmm. How important is social media for actors right now, especially the ones that don't like social media or they don't want to mess with it? Like, what's your answer to that? I'm glad you brought that up. It's crucial. It's Mm. crucial. You have to be on social media. You have to be. You do not have to be on every single solitary social media platform. So when I'm teaching, I'm an adjunct professor, and I teach through Pace and some other universities throughout the country. Congrats on that. I didn't know. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So when I teach, I I teach a workshop. I call it the Branding Buddha, and I call it Unique Image Branding, right? Mm -hmm. So when I teach, I tell them that, and some of my students are very resistant to the internet, which I was actually surprised by. But you have to be on the internet. You don't have to be on everything. Pick which platform speaks to you. And if you want to, just try one platform at a time. Mm-hmm. Try one for a month here, one for a month there, and figure out which one you can navigate easier, mm-hmm. which one speaks to your personality and what it is that you're trying to brand, and stick with that one. I know some people that all they do is Facebook. I know some people, all they do is Instagram. Some others only do Twitter. Some only live stream. Okay. Do what is re- what is right for you, but you have to do it. I've known people get booked as series regulars based on their social media profiles. And the status and the following and all of that? Yes, wow. absolutely. And, yeah. and speaking to the following situation, do not. I, my last class that I had about a week ago, some of my students asked me about buying followers. Don't do that. Because this is the thing. There was a whole article, and I forget who wrote it, but there was a whole article that came out not too long ago about how Twitter literally went through all of their accounts, identified the bots, and got rid of it. And there were people that saw their social media accounts go to a quarter of what they were before. So embarrassing. It is oh embarrassing God. because because literally you I've seen people have <laughs> I've literally seen people have fifty, sixty thousand followers disappear overnight. Oh my god. Because they weren't followers, they were bots. What about the ones that have like fifty thousand followers but one hundred likes? It's like no. Come See, on. Like this, this is the thing. Yeah. So if you have fifty thousand followers and only one hundred people are liking your content, there's something the the um the equality the, the of, ratio is yeah, like the ratio yeah, uh-huh. of, the ratio of the numbers is a little off. So yeah, that's a that's a little off. Um, but 
you can pro- what you can do mm-hmm. is you can post something and you can promote the post. Okay. That doesn't involve buy- buying followers, but you can promote the post mm-hmm. because sometimes if you don't post it at the right time for that particular platform, nobody will see it and it's just like throwing it out right. into the air and you know nobody's seeing it. You can promote a post and that actually ups the, the p- particular post that you have mm-hmm. on that particular platform so that people can see it. So speaking of platforms, which two would you recommend for an actor to have? The two I would recommend for an actor to have would be um, Instagram, and I'm kind of torn between Facebook and Twitter. A lot of my younger clients don't like Facebook because their parents are on there. <laughs> That's True, what they all say. Yeah. Like, my mom is on Facebook. I don't mm-hmm. want to be on Facebook. Um, but I guess if I had to narrow it down, I would say Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Twitter, for me, is like going to an online cocktail party with people that you ah. don't know. So you can be at home in your pajamas, chilling, doing Just your like thing. Tweeting. And having a conversation, tweeting. And it's like, you know, when you go to a cocktail party or you go to an office party, sometimes there's people there that you don't know. Yep. And you feel, you know, self-conscious or a little uncomfortable just walking up to people and saying hello. Mm-hmm. If you are on, <laughs> that's why people are called computer cowards, because they're sitting behind yeah. a computer screen going like this with their thumbs and their fingers. But I like Twitter for that reason. You can literally have some pretty decent conversations on Twitter, and I liken it to going to an uh, on online cocktail party. Instagram is a little different because it focuses more on photographs. And there's so many different creative things that you can do with photographs. You know, you can use quotes. You can take photographs. Filters, colors, and everything. Yes, there's so many. It's it's a way to be creative in a way that you wouldn't normally do. So Yeah, yeah. and in the book you mentioned a few apps that are vital for people who have, you know, issues with time management. And Mm. I don't want to give all of of it away, Mm. but maybe what's one app that our viewer can, you know, take home and just download and see that could help them by scheduling and stuff that you recommend? There are a few scheduling apps out there. My go-to is an app called Crowdfire. Okay. Um, And they have and all of the apps, all of the scheduling apps, they all have accounts that are free. And then they all, you know, with anything, mm-hmm. it's free. And then you can only utilize it for so long until you got to pay to get to the next level. It's kind of like playing Candy Crush, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, So um, the one I like to use is Crowdfire, mostly because Crowdfire bases what you post on it does an algorithm looking at what you have a tendency to post mm-hmm. and it pulls stories out of the internet like that for you. Oh. So it takes the guesswork out of posting on a consistent basis. That's and smart. it'll send you a, it'll send you an alert saying time to post and you click on that and you go boop 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 and it's done. So throughout these full 6 years you've been playing playing out with all these different apps, right? For yeah. you to see which one you can put in the book and yeah. you know I take wow. a lot of classes. Wow. I take a lot of I take a lot of classes and I read a lot of books and I'm constantly out in 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 um reference to getting the book together, yeah. I had to stay on top of what was relevant and what wasn't. Right. And in the process of which is funny because in the process of me writing the book, there was that whole press release that came out about Google Plus. So I had this mm-hmm. whole section about Google Plus in the book that I yeah. had to pull out. Because really? I, yes, because I don't know if by, we didn't know if by the time the book was published, Google Plus would be done, like because they didn't give it a um, a deadline mm-hmm. or a date. So I didn't want the book to be obsolete before it even hit the bookshelf. So we just pulled all of that out. Was that kind of like a struggle for you to kind of redo 
some stuff with publishing no. and all that? No. It, pulling that out yeah. was not a big deal. Okay. They, just, they, they did it. They went okay. through it and just pulled everything out that had anything to do with Google+. Plus. Thank goodness I didn't have to do it. And how was the publishing situation type? How, what's the process of that? Are you self-publishing or did you find someone? I have a publisher, oh, so no, awesome. I'm not self-publishing. Okay. My publisher is Skyhorse Publishing, all worth publishing is their other name and um, that's who my publisher is and I was referred to them through another author that I know that's also an actor so she referred me to them I went through the process just like everybody else I wrote a proposal they discussed the proposal with me asked me what time frame I thought I could write the book in and then I just got to to writing so you would go home every day and you would be like, okay, Carla, two hours, I just have to like start writing. I wish I could say that. No. <laughs> I wish I could say that. I do so many other things yeah. that I literally, that was my plan. My plan was to do it every Sunday, was to carve out mm-hmm. two hours every Sunday to write a chapter and send it in. <laughs> that so did not happen. I think I wrote that book in two days. Wow. You just spat it all out. I just, just spat it yeah, all yeah, out yeah. because I, I think I have carpal tunnel right now. <laughs> My plan was to be organized. That's why I say there's a whole section about time management yep. and about how things can derail you. Mm-hmm. And if, if people, you know, feel so inclined to get the book that you'll read about that, you'll, you'll discover that everything that we do is psychological. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do mentally has some kind of impact on where we go or where we don't go, including branding our image, including um, creating what that is. It all comes from up here. Buddha. You quoted yes. Buddha a lot in the book. Yeah, because I'm I'm, I practice yes. Buddhism, yes. Nichiren Dachshonin Buddhism. So, yeah, I... Um, I wish I could say I was that person that planned it out. And at first, I did start out like two hours every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I just would get writer's block. I would get writer's block, and I would be like, I don't want to say that. I want to say this. And then I couldn't decide what the voice of the book was going to be. Writing a book was a little more daunting than I had anticipated mm-hmm. because I had to decide what the voice of the book was going to be. I had to decide whether I was going to do antidotes and tie them in with the point I was trying to make. Which you did, which was great. It was light and funny. Because I realized that that's my brand. Uh-huh. That's what I do. I do light and funny while mm-hmm. making a point. And, but it took me a minute to come to that realization. And it's a one-stop shop to everything <laughs> that an actor who is maybe just starting out or even a seasoned actor that needs, you know right. what, some help on how to navigate in today's, you know, digital world. And one of my favorite chapters is when you talk about gatekeepers and yes. how, like, do they even exist now? So, yes. touch, you know, touch on that a bit. And how do you feel about the industry now versus maybe when you first started with yeah. all that? When I first started, gatekeepers were real. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they were real, but the gates are rusting. Yeah, that's what you said. The, yeah, gates, the are gates are rusting, rusting right about now. It's not so hard to break down those doors mm-hmm. and get that, that key to unlock that gate. It's not like that now. Case in point, there are websites now where you can self-submit on commercial auditions. You can self-submit on theatrical auditions. When I was coming up, you couldn't do that because the Internet wasn't like it is now. It existed, but it wasn't like it is now. And that was just 10 years ago. It wasn't that long Mm -hmm. ago. You couldn't self-submit. You you couldn't. Sign up on a site and put your pic, have your your um, your avatar picture up there, and have 
people be able to get to your resume or your website or a link mm -hmm. at the click of a mouse. It was not like that. Back in the day, literally like 10 years ago, if you wanted to be seen for something, you had to write a cover letter. You had to get your picture, slap your resume on the back, wow. either with glue or with staples, how, yeah, whichever staples. worked for you. Put it in an envelope with a cover letter explaining why you needed to be seen for that part. And either they would call you or they wouldn't. And people used to, uh, <laughs> I know people that would illegally get a copy of the breakdowns. And they would get really? a copy. Yeah, they would get a copy of the breakdowns and know who was cast and what. And would, you know, try to hit those casting offices when they found out about wow. stuff. That has been cracked down on as well because the... The guy that created the breakdown service is a service specifically for the agents and managers to be able to ascertain very quickly which clients can go out for what parts. You know, okay. it it puts it right. categorizes mm -hmm. everything. Um, but now, you know, they've cracked down on it because the internet they didn't have a way of of getting in. They've gotten very savvy, so people don't do that so much anymore. But now they don't have to because there's the sites that allow you to submit for yourself. So everything is kind of simplified now versus before when you first started out. It's simplified if you know how to navigate right. it. If you go to a site like Casting About or or LA Casting or Actors Access and you know how to navigate those sites, it's a it's a piece of cake for you. But if you're somebody that is daunted by the internet or a computer in general, mm -hmm. it can be stifling. It can be paralyzing for you. So, and and that there are no um, tutorials to tell you how to use those sites. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. So you either know how to use it or you don't. Or you take classes, right? You mentioned sometimes unions do offer classes like SAG. Yeah, SAG, or, SAG, SAG yeah, after right, across right. the country in Chicago, right. L.A., and in New York. And they may have some in other Midwestern cities other than Chicago. I'm not really sure. They do offer classes, and if you take the right – and it's free, so it's part of your membership. They take classes on – they even teach a mm -hmm. class on adjectives. There's a class that I took – that talked about adjectives and talked about how important adjectives were. And I was already teaching yeah. about adjectives from a different vantage point. So, yeah, there's lots of things out there it, to help you. You just have to make the time, carve out the time to take advantage of it and make it work. It's funny you, you mentioned adjectives because in the book you have a, a little game that you want mm -hmm. us to find out basically what your teacher thinks about you or no, what's an adjective your mom will say or your teacher will say, right? And that just kind of completes of who you are because so much of this industry is how people view us, yes, right? Yes, we never see ourselves yeah. the way other people see us. So it's a yeah. game where you get five adjectives that from one. five different sources. So from each five, from each one of those five sources, you get five adjectives per person. Wow. And it's from yourself, a teacher, a family member, a complete stranger, and I forget who the other one is. Um, a loved one or? No. no. I think it might be a relative. Yeah, it's a relative. So, okay. So those five sources. The thing is, what's, what happens is you end up getting two or three of them end up coming up over and over and over again. And that's like the one you're like, hmm. And those, and usually yeah. two out of the three, you're like, oh, really? Somebody sees me like that? And it just goes to show you, when you walk into a room, you might think you are fly. You might think you got it going on. <laughs> and you walk into that room and there is somebody in that room going, oh, why, why is her hair like that? Why she got on that color? Why is she wearing those boots? Mm -hmm. Why is she got on those pants? They're too tight. You know what I mean? There's always somebody that has a different opinion of you. But there are ways to help skew people's opinions into the way you want them to see you. That is so true, especially in this industry. How if if 
if we're in this industry, we have to know that it's, you know, it's doggy dog, it's cutthroat, <laughs> right? And like we have to stay on top of everything. We have to keep evolving, keep reading. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel like as an actor, your job is to be ready. My mother used to say, luck is preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you're not prepared for the opportunity when it comes, then the luck is not going to come your way. Amen. So you have to be prepared. You have to be read up. You have to make sure that your skills are on point. You got to make sure that your body, if you're somebody that your brand is all about your body and what it looks like, your body got to be tight. Mm-hmm. You know, if your brand is about being funny, make sure that you got them jokes on point. Yeah. You know, make sure you take a class. You gotta be able to make sure that you keep your instrument finely tuned sharp and, and yep. sharp and ready so that when the opportunities come your way, it won't go to someone else because you weren't you weren't ready for it. And that's like the perfect segue into the chapter about actors that are jaded now. <laughs> right? What kind of advice can you give to those type right now, which they're kind the of the actors through? that are the, so the ones that I speak about that are jaded are the ones that think they know everything. There's mm. nobody that knows everything. Yep. I don't care who you are. You are never too old to learn. That's why I'm always up in a class somewhere. I'm always in a class, taking a class from somebody online or in person. I'm always taking a class because, yeah, three quarters of the stuff that they're teaching, yeah, I do know. But there's always like three or four nuggets that I've never Mm -hmm. heard of before in my entire life. I remember I took a class one time and somebody told me, and this is important for actors to know as far as their social media profiles are concerned, I took a class, and this, and more than once, a couple of people mentioned no like, and trust. You, you have that in the book, too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to your social media profile, yeah. the best way to build a following and the best way oh. for people to become engaged with you online is for them, A, to get to know you. you. Once they get to know you, they may or may not like you. Everybody's not going to like everybody. So if they don't like you, don't take it personal. You're just not their cup of tea. If they do mm-hmm. like you, then what will happen once they like you is they'll learn to trust you. And if they trust you, anytime you post anything, they will repost anything that you put out there because they trust the information you're disseminating. And it's also like building as they come where it's like you're going to have your small group of fans that will just add on. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how niche you are, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. No, it doesn't. doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, did, um, I did a... a Recurring guest star arc on one of Tyler Perry's shows, The Mm -hmm. Have and the Have Nots. And three quarters of the people that saw me on that show are now fans of mine. And they retweet everything I put out there. See, that's incredible. And engage with me all the time. And up until me showing up on that show, I didn't know who they were. And they you, didn't know me either. You even talk about how you started off as an extra or a background, and then that just went into a, a series regular role, right? No, what Something happened like was that. what happened was I had been cast as I had gone in for a series regular role on a sitcom on CBS. Mm-hmm. I went to audition for the series regular role. I did not get it. They cast someone else in that part. But the showrunner contacted my representatives and said, listen, we really like her. We think she's funny. We would like to bring her on as a guest star in the pilot. Wow. And if the you know, and let's see how that goes. And so I went and I did this guest star in the pilot. The pilot ended up getting picked up. When the pilot got picked up, they came back and they said, we want to offer Carla a recurring role. Wow. I'm like, okay. So... This is the thing, and this goes back to being jaded, too. There are some people that won't go in for a co-star because it's one line or two lines. Don't do that. That guest star part on that pilot, the one where I auditioned for the series regular, it was two lines. It was two lines. 
excuse me, it went from two lines to two pages worth of dialogue for the pilot, for the pilot. And then every time I came back for another episode, they kept writing more and more stuff for me. And it was funny. But you never know. Don't think you are all that and a bag of chips. Don't Mm -hmm. think you are so fabulous that you can't show up at the party. Just be glad you're invited. Not everybody's invited. And, and, you know, Denzel Washington talks about all all the time how we need to stay green. We always have to learn. Sometimes you just have to kind of just work on yourself and just, like, not even announce it sometimes, but also kind of, like, take some role that's going to make you better as a person. Yeah. Right? Not everything has to be, not everything has to be, hey, look at me, I'm a star. Not everybody's a star. Everybody has to start somewhere. All those people that we know as big, huge stars now, everybody has to start somewhere. Melissa McCarthy was yeah. recurring on Gossip Girl. Yep. Not, not, not Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. That recurring role became a series regular, and now she's an Oscar nominee. Crazy. You know what I mean? You, you're never too small and you're never too big just take the op- take advantage of every opportunity you never know where it's going to lead to you just don't and you say when it's your time to shine there's nothing in the nope. world that's going to stop that right yeah a friend of mine said that to me once yeah yeah she said my, a friend of mine said to me once um i was complaining about something some audition or some part or something and and she said listen i'll tell you what i know when it's your time it's your time and there'll be nothing that anybody mm-hmm. can do about that and she's, she was right. That's the truth. And you mentioned the CBS diversity program a lot. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Is that something that's even happening right now? Yeah. All of the networks, CBS, ABC, no and idea. NBC, have diversity programs. Huh. And the diversity programs that they have run across the board from acting to directing. There's a, a lane for every person in the entertainment industry to no matter what their lane is. So the one for acting is you come in, well, I can speak specifically to CBS and ABC because I did those. Mm-hmm. So for CBS, you go in, you do sketch, you do a sketch. So you bring about three or four characters that you do, um, sketch comedy mm-hmm. in a sketch comedy lane, and they will decide whether or not they want to see you again, and then they'll be more specific, and they put you in a showcase that they do during pilot season. Okay. It's... it's there's nothing like it. Now, when I did it, it's like it's like doing it's like having everybody in Hollywood being invited to a party that you're hosting for free and yeah. they get to see your work and you didn't have to pay them to come. You didn't have to send one postcard. You didn't have to make one phone mm-hmm. call. You didn't have to send one email and they come. I got um, my very first guest star on a drama, on a really popular drama doing the CBS Diversity Showcase. I would have no career on television wow. if it were not for the CBS Diversity Showcase. That's the truth. That's that's a diamond. Everyone needs to check that out. Yeah, they, there's all these diversity... Pro- Listen, there are diversity programs and programs for everybody out there, for mm-hmm. directing, for writing. If you want to be a PA, there's a program for that. You just have to know where they are and take advantage of them. There is no need for anybody in Hollywood, no matter what lane that they're in, to complain about anything because there is some course, some class, some workshop, mm-hmm. some program out there specifically designed to give you a head start. Wow. There this is. book is going to just change people's lives. 
Yeah, yeah I hope so. so. That's so, the point. <laughs> so when when is it going to be published, or when is it going to be on shelves, or is it Amazon, or where can, where can people find it? It was published on January second. Okay, so it is in stores at Barnes. It's at all Barnes and Noble oh, stores nice. and their online site. It is at Amazon.com. Oh. It is in Samuel French bookstores here in Los Angeles. It would have been in the one in New York, but that okay. one is closing on January thirty first. Um, and I. Th- and I think it's one other place, but I can't remember where it is. But yeah, you Are can you... totally get it online. Okay, at, at the Barnes and Noble store. Okay, we could even do a fun little book signing for you too in, in LA. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, <laughs> and after bus can come document it. It'll be <laughs> that fun, would be great. Yeah, we're right? working on that. We're totally working on that. So if if you were to go back in time when you were first starting out, what's one advice that you wish someone would give to you that you probably know right now? Oh my God, I wish somebody had just told me to embrace who I was. Yeah. I wish somebody had told me not to try so hard mm-hmm. and to just be who I am because that's the best thing I have. That's yeah. the best thing I have going for me that I'm just yeah. me. And that's why everyone loves you, you guys. I mean, not only is Carla an author, but she's a co-host here at AfterBuzz TV at uh, BHL uh, Black Tomatoes. Oh no, we changed the name. Uh, oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, we changed the name from Black Tomatoes to the Curvy Critic. So okay. now it's the Curvy Critic. I was just gonna congratulate you on that. I didn't know the Curvy Critic had a yeah. show, you guys. That's amazing. Black Tomatoes <gasps> is now the Curvy Critic. Oh my God, that's because that's your brand. Yes, that's you. Yes, it is. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> it's it's, it's it's a little daunting, but I'm I'm wow. I'm embracing it. <laughs> so it's gonna be weekly episodes of different. Yeah, the critics. curvy critic comes on every five every Sunday at five o'clock on Black Hollywood Live, and I have in studio guests, um, in studio guest co host, awesome. and um, I do sometimes I do interviews outside of the studio that okay. we play during the show, and yeah. So. Uh, okay, perfect. Because I'm going to check that out. Because we are nerds. We love TCM, too. We covered the Turner Classic Movies Festival yes, last year. Hopefully again this year. We'll see. That would be great. Crossing our fingers. Yeah, and then I hosted a night of Turner Classic Movies on behalf yeah. of my film critics organization, AFCA. Yes, you did. Yeah, it was called The Black Experience in Film, and I did the one that uh, specifically was dealing with musicals. Incredible. Yeah. And which after shows are you on right now? I am on the General Hospital after show, okay. and I usually do Dancing with the Stars when it rolls around, so okay, yeah. awesome. Well, this book is a gem. I mean, I recommend it to anyone starting out, or even if you're a seasoned veteran in the industry, or even if you're a social media influencer. There's tips in here that can really help everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, so until then, where can everyone find you on social media everybody can find me across all social media platforms at the curvy critic awesome yes. and you can find me on instagram and twitter at louisa Shar. i'm on the will and grace after show which comes back january 31st until then we'll see you next time from executive producers kevin undergaro maria menounos and jeffrey masters thanks for tuning in to book circle online don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment to suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.